0: Welcome to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Thanks to Bunton and Etherton Fowler, Attorneys at Law. Truly appreciate your continued support. This topic that I'm going to talk about today is something that everybody knows. Everybody's heard about for weeks now. But, you know, it's something that won't die down for a very long time. It's kind of like... Uh, that boomerang effect where it, just, it goes and, and it's gone for a while and it's going to come right back. Especially at certain points um, coming up this year where this storyline really will need to be brought back up in the media. Which it will and won't die down for a very long time. So what I'm talking about today is the Saban Fisher debacle I know you've read the comments you've seen the interviews and you know this is something that I've been like okay I'm definitely going to address this I'm definitely going to talk about what's been said between these two coaches but it's kind of like you want everybody else to kind of say what they want to say because everybody's talking about it and kind of let it die down from them and then I can come in and share my thoughts, share my points, because regardless of how much time elapses from when this event occurred, it's still going to be relevant because of the magnitude of a Jimbo Fisher, of a Nick Saban, of a Deion Sanders. So guys that know me, people that know me, they know I'm an Auburn guy. That's who I am. That's what I do. And Nick Saban is the best coach ever to do it, right? I mean, hands down, you know, without any hesitation, like, he is the best college football coach. And, you know, listening to his interview time and time again, you know, first of all, I was, okay, Saban's pulling no punches. You know, he's really coming out and saying it like it is, you know. He came out and talked about how they finished number two in recruiting, and how Texas A&M finished number one, and they bought every player on the team. And you know, Steve Sperger came out later, and it's like, man, Saban told no lies, which he didn't. We know A&M used the NIL and that whole, and you know, that's a whole another episode there. We'll dive in that some other time, but A&M did use the NIL to their advantage and got top players at nearly every position and. Some, they got the second or third best player at those positions also with the top player. And so, you know, originally you think of, okay, what Nick Saban said is true to a point, which it is. And Jimbo Fisher, his retaliation, you know, that was something that, that, that's what actually sticks out to me more than what Saban said was Jimbo Fisher's response. Because Nick Saban, like I said, is the greatest ever. And a lot of coaches... They will shy away from talking negatively against Nick Saban. They won't talk bad about him in any manner because you don't want to go after the greatest. You know if you say something, who knows how it's going to come back to bite you. So first of all, let me say I commend Jimbo Fisher for standing up for himself and his program to a guy that most coaches wouldn't even dare think of saying anything especially in public to this guy. You know, this Jimbo Fisher, when you hear his interview, it's, it's pure raw emotion. You know, you can hear the tremble in his voice. You can kind of just, I mean, it, he's defending his name, defending their program. He is completely unscripted, which I love. Like you can tell this wasn't rehearsed. It's not something he went over and over. Make sure I hit this point. Like it's, He came to that press conference with pure raw emotion, which is what you want any time you have somebody who is going to address any situation. Now, I know certain businesses and, you know, you have these PR guys and all this stuff and they coach you and you can hear when apologies are rehearsed and they're not coming straight from the heart like they should. And that's what I love about Fisher. He came to this press conference and let it all out. And you could tell how emotional he was, which he should have been. Like, I don't blame him at all. But I'll tell you what was impressive. And, you know, this is a quote that came from The Wire years ago, one of the HBO series uh, that a lot of people, uh, you know, followed and watched several seasons of. But in this particular episode, this guy Omar, Michael Williams, he uh, an excellent actor, passed away a few years ago. But in this particular episode, he told the people who were trying to murder him, shooting at him. You come at the king, you best not miss. And Jimbo Fisher came at the king and he did not miss at all. I mean, you heard him saying that when people think they're God, they think they can do whatever. They can get away with anything. And. I know there's probably a lot of Bama fans, like the diehard Bama fans that you can't get any point across to. Like, I got some good Bama fr- friends, and and that that are that are just they know the game, they know sports. Like, you can actually have conversations with them, and they're they don't just shut you down, shut you off. Like, like Nick Saban's everything, and Tuscaloosa's the best thing ever. But you know, but there are people who really treat Saban like he's God. Like, he can't do anything wrong. He's the best ever. You know, the Bama fans I'm talking about with no teeth in their mouth and Row tight. you know, you know, those type people like seriously, like shut up. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. And, and I know some of you are laughing, but, you know, several people just like this. I mean, I'll tell you, OK, I know one woman who named her son Nick and her dog Saban. Like, really? Like, you don't even know this guy. You don't know anything about Nick Saban personally. You just know that he's a good football coach and that he coaches for the school that you root for. So when Jimbo Fisher said when, you know, so-and-so thinks they're God, it's because people treat Saban like he's a God. Like, they put him on this pedestal and you know there's only one god that i know and that's only one god that i serve and I, I don't even i don't even like when you know sports analysts will use like chris paul they call him the point god like no he's the point guard like there's only one god and i hate when they use the whole baseball gods and all this stuff like no there's only one god but you know as i mentioned earlier in the segment where Steve Sperger said Saban told no lies Jim O'Fisher told no lies either. You know, he said everything that was true also. I mean, you know, he came at him and said, look, you go check his history. You go check Nick Saban and see the deals that he's made, that the things that he's done behind closed doors. And those of you who have had ex-girlfriends or ex-boyfriends or friends or whatever, ex-associates, they're the ones who know you best. And Jimbo Fisher coached with Nick Saban several years. So if anybody knows, you know Jimbo knows. So, you know, Nick Saban, like I said, great coach. But I'm telling you, I used to follow recruiting like out of this world. I could name every player that was committed to Auburn. I could tell you which high school they went to, which city they were from. And boy, I'm telling you, it's some fishy things that would happen under Savings recruitment, why this player all of a sudden doesn't want to go to this school and wants to come to Tuscaloosa to sit on the bench for five years. But Jimbo Fisher, what he said, I'm telling you, when you have an ex-girl, ex-friend, ex-boyfriend, ex-associate, they know you. They've seen what you do at home behind closed doors. They are right there with you watching you do your dirt to come out on top. So you, that's why you have to be careful with who you go after. First of all, you got to be careful what you do and who you do it around. But then, when you attack someone who's been around you and seeing you what you do, you open this door for trouble. Like Nick Saban has completely opened the door for backlash for people to really dig into his past and see what he's done. Because, like I said, I've I used to follow recruiting. I mean, it's probably. 12 years ago 10 years ago when I was really deep into recruiting and I could tell you all this stuff but I'm telling you this guy here is not as pure and clean as the media tries to make him out to be they like I said great coach amazing coach we're not even talking about what happens on the field we're talking about getting the best players to help you be the best on the field and so Jimbo Fisher like I said those ex-girls or ex-friends, when they start saying all this stuff, like after you break up and after you cut them off and they start telling a lot of this juicy, you know, mess that that went on and how you really are. You can't blame Fisher. This is all Nick Saban's doing. This is all he he opened this box, which why would you even think about? Like, first of all, you got to think about, OK. If the claims are, are, are fair and just, which I believe they are, I've always thought Saban was crooked in recruiting and getting the top players. That's how you stay number one for years and years and years and years. And then he gets outdone by Jim o. Fisher, Texas a NIL, buying every player, whatever. He finishes second and now he's whining and complaining about it. Like, first of all, Nick should have been like, man, I don't need to say anything because I can't attack them. I've been doing the same thing for years. Like, Nick Saban was the NIL before the NIL. And and, and don't get me wrong. I know it, it, it sounds like I'm attacking Nick Saban and only Saban. I know every school does dirt. I know every school does something illegal to get certain players. It, that That's the nature of the and, and I hate it. I hate it. But I'm telling you, the ones who are always one and two and three, and I know they got some, some, some naive people out there going to say, oh, well, it's because, man, Nick Saban's won so many championships. It's Alabama. It's USC. It's Ohio State. Everybody wants to go there. And those programs and their tradition does speak for themselves. Those coaches, coaches in their prestige, definitely um, it gives them a reason to why top players would want to come there. But when you, like I said, you go back and if you really follow recruiting, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Why this quarterback who has zero chances of st- playing at this school, he doesn't even fit this this coach's scheme, but he's going to play for this certain coach at this program when they already have three four guys ahead of him. And like I said, he doesn't even fit the scheme. Why are you still going there? And then he sits there for three years and transfers out. I'm, I'm telling you, like th- – I heard some. I heard analysts say you cheat to come in last in college football. You know, implying to like Vanderbilt and you know those type of schools that they cheat as well. But you know, like to to, to stay atop of things, you got to be the best at it. And going back to Saban, this is all about Nick. Who did he learn from the most? I mean, who did he coach under? And y'all know. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Bill Belichick. The Patriots have been caught cheating several times in the NFL. Whether it's Spygate, Deflategate, you know. And and, and there were several instances with Spygate. Like, they, they got caught a few years ago as well. Beyond what the, the, the biggest thing had happened years ago with the Jets. But I'm telling you, he learned under Bill Belichick. And when you learn and you spend a lot of time, who knows you best? What happens when you're around somebody a lot that that's doing, especially when they're good? Like, you're going to pick up things from people you're around, period. But when someone like Bill Belichick is having success at a high level and you think his assistants aren't going to try to go and duplicate that wherever they get hired and get head coaching opportunities, like, Belichick's been a crook. He's been a cheater. But, we, but they still, I about to say we, because it's not me. It's ESPN and all those guys. They are constantly praising Bill Belichick and the Patriots. He's the best ever, and, you know, the Patriots this, the Patriots that. They still get some, you know, every year they're one of the most praised teams and hyped-up teams and most nationally televised teams. And this dude is, an, is a cheater. It's not like he's a perceived cheater and we can't prove it. This dude's been called years and years and years, like, look Belichick's a cheater Saban's been a cheater in recruiting specifically and for him now to be a hypocrite and try to call out Jimbo Fisher and Texas a and and what they've done it's despicable that's what it is and like I said Saban is the best coach on the field but when it comes to Nick Saban as a recruiter He's as dirty as they come. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at the Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in this week's spot.